Okay, it's past the mic podcast here. Mike Pihoti here, episode fifty-two for Friday, December 9th. Joining me across the table here in Studio B, Mr. Michael Gervasi. Welcome. Standing on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Um, geez. give it an honest. Um, LL Cool J. Nope. Eric B. N. Rakim. Oh, I don't never hear of that. Never heard of him. Never heard of Eric. No. You're you're gonna get hammered now. Okay. You are going to get blasted. Now, the funny thing is, when you stepped out of the booth, um, one of the games. Homecoming, Troy, homecoming game. Troy played the music. He played uh, Don't Sweat the Technique by Eric, by Eric B. and Rakim. And it got, got rave reviews. Listen, I, it is what it is. I mean, Eric you know, B. and Rakim, you have never. never no, no clue. Wow. Never, never heard of him. I'm sure you've heard of Menudo. <laughs> Who's. <laughs> That's a classic name. We're really going back. I was never a big Menudo fan, to be totally honest with you, either. Um, we got plenty of feed. Last week's episode, we got plenty of feedback. Yeah, all for negative. Some, for some, no, not all negative. What was positive? Uh, Denise Browning liked oh, the, she, the gift okay. ideas. Okay. Oh, so I guess I'll start yeah, yeah, yeah. with that. She's okay. always a... And she said experiences at her age now. She wants experiences, which is a great thing. Like I always say, I have no problem spending money on travel, less things. Uh, there's a great line from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, which is one of my favorite... Plays and movies. Now, the movie takes some liberties with the storyline, but uh, Paul Newman's character complains about things, having things. You know, they're a wealthy family mm. and stressing like things, things. You know, and I, I thought of that about the experience. So she talked about that gift feedback. Although I did get someone to say, "Hey, too, there's nothing wrong with asking for a PS5, right?" Yeah. Which, okay. If they were more available, I could see myself because I eventually imagine Nate's going to take his, and I'm going to play that college football game when it comes out. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying a new system. So that. who's, who are you starting a season with? You know, um, I think the Pitt Panthers. Maybe yeah. I always, I never liked to be like the best team. I don't, yeah, right. I don't, you want to build up. I always, but I did back when I played it. I had always liked to either be Pitt. I'd be Michigan State because they weren't very good. Um, I would never be the top teams. I would uh, the dynasty, and I would always um, I would play Eastern every once in a while. Yeah. And man, you just could not win with. You would always. On PS2, I was able to win with Eastern. Yeah, but, man, they'd find a way to make you lose. That game always yeah, had, like, a yeah, way. Right. Like you'd get You're popped right. on a run. There's, yeah. there, you were de- destined to lose a game. Um, okay, let's. so we got the positive out of the way. Yeah. Then plenty of negative. We caught my Denmark mistake early yes. in the podcast. Yes. But we got sort of blasted for our World Cup takes. Um, you got anything? All over the place, man. These guys were just relentless. Well, two guys, really, to be honest with you. Outside of that, there was a lot of agreement, uh, I guess, with the lack of knowledge, although I seem to be the only person not understanding that the World Cup was being played. Well, you and, you were sort of – and someone mentioned you, you you were thrown off by the timing the of the timing, year. Yes. You're right. It normally is in the summer, right. but because of the heat in yes. the location, right. they've shifted it, but it was still a World Cup year. Yes. And it is an even – It's a, I think they're usually every four years an even-numbered year. Yeah. So, and I think Miss Crampton – you know, quickly commented on that yeah. for us. You know, one of our loyal listeners is, hey, this is why it's sure. shifted. Yeah. Um, I was also, cor- I mean, I'm not trying to say I was a five. I- I'm locking into my three or four. Yeah. It was single eliminate. You know, once the U.S. lost to the Netherlands, not Denmark. Not Denmark. They were done. Yes. So it's one and done. You play these games. Um, they obviously have to have that game. They gave up three goals, which is Quite a bit, um, so you know. We also got feedback on the basketball coach Tony, Coach Savage. Man, he's he is. We got to give him more shout outs. He yeah. is always commenting, and it's always positive, constructive. Yep. 
he, he sort of agreed with our basketball take. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I forgot about see the negative drowned out. Yeah, everything else. Focus on the focus Jeez, on the positives. Man, yes. Focus on the positives. Yeah. Um, speaking of positives, I did print up your. Is it? This is what you wanted, right? Yep. I guess so I got your the Michael Jackson <laughs> glove. One hand has his Michael Jackson's glove. The other has Mike Tyson's boxing glove. Yeah. Boxing glove. Sequence glove. It's Michael Jackson's face. It's Michael Jordan's torso. It's Michael um, Tyson's hips, yes. I would say, with his black shorts. And then I would say from the shorts down, so from the thighs to the feet, would be back to Michael Jordan. Yeah. They all get pretty much equal billing. Um, I'd say Jordan, probably, if you took the most space, takes up the most space. Yeah. But, I mean, th- so we got the Be Like Mike. Right. That brings me to my mic of the week. Oh, I, I man. thought, so I, I was, like, looking for, like, Christmas-themed mics and other things, and then, like, um, and then I, this is going to take a lot for me to give this the mic of the week because it sort of hit, hits home. It's sort of like you almost having to put anything with Michael Jordan right. up on this wall. So not as much hatred towards this, but there is some ill will towards this Michael. Um, my mic of the week. Drum roll. Michael's Craft Store. Oh. <laughs> Michael's Craft Store. I didn't store. know where you were going with this one. Uh, it is a great store for this time of year, for the holidays. You might ask, why do you have ill will for Michael's Craft Store? Do you want to know why? Why? My very first job was working at Frank's Nursery and Crafts, and I consider Michael's to be part of the downfall of Frank's Nursery and Crafts. In reality, Home Depot and Lowe's, those industries really cut Frank's Nursery and Craft out. But Michael, I mean, the craft element of Frank's Nursery and Craft was one of a kind. Yeah. They had, that was their market. And then all of a sudden, you know, the this gar- corporate big dog. Yeah, this, co- you know, Frank's is a local, it was a local Michigan company, yeah. and I liked working for them. They were really new Christmas time. Mm-hmm. According to the people that have told me, they were the first sort of store that did that, like, half off after Christmas, all that's to get to clear it out, because they always had all this Christmas stuff. Well, now, you know, it's just a way. So Michael's Craft Store, our first mm-hmm. non, our first corporation. Yeah. And I don't know now, how many more there will be, because. Well, now, see, I'm curious. It reminds me of a movie. You ever see You've Got Mail? Never saw it. I heard Tom, of it. I know it. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Uh, and this is You've Got Mail, not When Harry Met Sally. And in that movie, he's a, a corporate executive, presumably for Borders, oh, a Borders another, type company. Well, okay. Oh, a book company. Book company. Yeah. And she owns a local bookstore. Oh, interesting. See, yes. And um, yeah, now, now that movie is completely outdated, not just because it's outdated, but because... Borders or those type of bookstores in the Well, longer. Borders was also it was an Ann Arbor based book yeah. chain, and then they could not survive. Barnes and Noble still around, but if you ask people nowadays, I think if you ask most, and again, I'm just speak, I'm not trying to speak for all bookshoppers. I think more people appreciate small independent bookstores. Yeah, I think that's sort of like we ran into, like I mentioned, we ran into one in Santa Fe. My daughter just loved. I think those are the place to be. Yeah, personally, I don't think Barnes. I think they're just so big. You don't need, but a little place could. Work, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So, so that's my Michael of the week. Michael's okay. frame. You know what? I will say this because I don't want it to be all negative. They're framing. I've had multiple items framed there. Pricey, but you always go in. Yeah. And it's like always. You got to find the coupon that's like fifty percent off. But in reality, you're, the real price is the fifty percent off. Right. But um, they framed. I wrote a news article that was published in the News Herald. I framed it. I have one in my office. I gave one to my dad because it's about my dad. A story I wrote about my dad. Uh, and then I also framed when Nate met President Obama, mm-hmm. multiple photos, and that's hanging in our house. So they, if you want something done okay. nicely, framed, uh, they do a pretty good job and offer discounts on that. Okay. So free, free plug. And, and maybe can, maybe the Michaels people will reach out to us for this. Maybe. We're still waiting on Mike Tomlin. Uh, and he's pretty busy. He's in a winning yes. Maybe I'll reach out to Michaels and say, hey, you guys want to be part of the – you want to do 
be part of the Pass the Mic podcast. So, all right, education this week. Um, oh, by the way, oh, one last thing we talked yeah. about. We we mentioned gifts with Miss Browning. So again, we hope I didn't get much other feedback about people. Did you get any feedback? No, about teachers? Um, I probably um, would forget it though because I got so much negative. The negative on the soccer, World Cup. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup. Uh, I, I do just remember Denise's comments about the gifts. Um, education this week. You wanted to talk about. Um, you sent this. I think this is a great idea. Everyone always thinks um, when we talk about how difficult our job is, and it usually is difficult when we have struggling learners, when we have people that don't mm-hmm. want to take part. You've mentioned the disconnect, the, the, the having to fight with phones and other distractions. But how about how teaching top-notch kids, your top of the top, your top 10, your AP, your advanced courses, um, how that can be difficult? Maybe Because I think everyone just thinks immediately that's easy and it makes mm-hmm. your day very easy. Um, and I thought this was a great topic idea. So since you brought this up, why don't you start us and let me know how you feel about that. Yeah, so yeah, you know, you're going to college and you have this vision of every class being this perfect number and having 24, because that was always a number, of just <laughs> eager learners. And you find out very quickly it's not the case. But I have had some higher-level classes. In fact, you can make a case I have one of them now. And so that leads to... What are the challenges of having those top-notch classes? And so the first thing to know is you have to be on your toes when you have those classes. You cannot fake it. You cannot, and I'm not saying, just like any profession, you're going to have better days than others. And there's you can't go through the motions with those classes. You can't hand out a worksheet. You can't just be there on a given day. You have to be on your game at all times. And so that that's the first part. And going even a step further, there are times. So, it, and you know, those those kids will call you out if you're not. Um, occasionally, you'll have one of those higher level classes, which I have right now. That's higher level, but they're like very compliant with everything, and it makes for. I'm, I'm a teacher. I like the challenge of having good dialogue with the kids, getting them talking to me, talking to each other, because I felt like when I was in college, that was how I learned best. Just those open open-ended type classes, you know, you dialogue with me, I dialogue with you. And a lot of times those classes are so compliant that you feel like you're boring them to tears. So that's the second part. A, if you either have to be on your toes because they will, they will catch you in any sort of slip-up, or B, they're so compliant that you, you have to find a way to keep them engaged. Um, so, yeah, those are my two things. I think that's um, a really great point that you bring up in that um, also, you know, I think a lot of times people don't realize that, and I tell I tell this to our own students, I tell this to my kids, and I tell this to newer teachers when they come in. There's nothing wrong as a teacher or even as a person saying, I don't know the answer to yeah. that. And nine out of ten times, if you're not with an advanced group, you can normally, you don't have to worry about that. But every once in a while, I've said this I, back when I taught advanced 12, when I taught advanced English classes, and they sometimes they ask these deeper level questions. And I would, and my, my response is, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't in the era of having like the world a laptop that you know. Sometimes, right, I, right. And um, there's n- nothing wrong. I want to make this clear to any young teachers that are yeah. out there. Um, now you don't want to be saying that you work 180 some days. You don't have to. You don't want to use that 175 right, days. Right. Okay, then there might be a little problem with your um, course of uh, what you learned in yeah. college. But there's nothing wrong with coming right out and saying I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Let me look into that. Let me. And, and I think kids actually respect that. If you honestly don't end up using it all the time, you know what I mean, right? Um, and again, you're right. A lot of times, I think the best type, of, the best learning is on a two way, yeah, dialogue. You're right. absolutely right. And sometimes those kids feel like they can't do that. Um, I'm going to say 
before I get into what my main points of um, dealing with class like that, even though I've lost touch with the classroom. Uh, Shout out to Patrick Grace. Uh, there are, I often think that I feel bad because this group, unless you get into a class that is, and in, in, in like, we'll just take like, you know, there are certain, Certain classes we have, you know, there's some tracking that goes on. So you get AP classes, obviously, right. we have the top you have. But there are also classes where they're not. You know, U.S. history here, AP U.S. Right. history is on its own island. Um, U.S. history, you have a mix. You mm-hmm. know, world history, it's a mix. There's, you know, um, uh, we do have advanced. English 9 is a mix. It's not advanced or anything like that. Um, I often fear that that group sometimes gets left behind not uh, left behind as far as not learning, but left behind with all of their needs being met because too often, what do we as educators have to do? We have to focus on not that 20% of the class, the lower, not uh, yes. the 50% in the middle, right? Uh, but the 30% that doesn't want to do anything, yeah. and that's failing. And that's what all our PD is about. Right. That's what every meeting is about. So every movie is about every, when you're uh, yeah. reaching and, the kids. And, and it's like, and again, I'm not, and, and in all reality, some of that 30%. And again, the numbers I'm throwing on aren't statistics. Yeah, right, right. I'm just throwing numbers just throwing, to get to 100 because right. my math isn't good. But that 30%, a major chunk of them, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. They are not, they are here and they're not doing anything. And it's not, they're not doing anything, not just because they're in your room. Guess what? Right. You could pull up the other five hours mm-hmm. and it's there. And, they, and, and it's not, thing. and 99.9% of the time, it's not about ability. It's about wanting yes. to do it and work right. ethic. And so my problem is A, that this group doesn't get the, we don't get PD about them. No. We don't get staff emails right. about how to handle this 30%. Yeah. None of the focus is on them, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Now, the AP teachers can go to conferences and that sort of stuff. Right. But a lot of times it's just, hey, you know, they're great. Move on. And, and, and to me, that's that's unfortunate. But that's education. That's that's the world we live in. Sure. Um, I find that when you're working with this group, um, like I think, I think this sort of ties into what you said. They're very hard on themselves. They're very that you need to get them to relax yeah. a little bit. And, yeah, you know, and you know, and losing this point here, there is not the end of the world. Um, you know, I always I would grade things sometimes and say they'd be like, "Well, why isn't this a hundred? And I'm like, "Well, there's a few things here that you know could just be mm-hmm. a little better." And they're like so offended. Yeah, you know, and I think they. And my own daughter is one. Of, you know, my own daughter is definitely one of these people that like stressed herself out way more than I did. And I would say to her, I'm like, you know, a 93 is the same as a 95 is the same as a 98. Like, you know, relax. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm going to, this word, not all of them, but sometimes a lot of them feel because they've had this success or because they've had this in the past, they feel entitled yes. on day one to this A. Right. You know, and that's what I told my daughter as she went off to U of M Ann Arbor, you are now joining a culture where everyone is like you, mm-hmm. not as far as the same race and background. No, of but course. Academically, academically yeah. everyone is like you and has – so guess what? These professors, they don't care. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes yeah. you know, when you hit somebody with reality of, you know, this, you didn't put as much time or effort into this. And also what happens sometimes – and this, I'm guilty of this too. You know, it came to like English or writing and that sort of thing. I just sort of – took for granted that I do good on this I, and I didn't fairly put enough effort into something and I should have got cut out from under me. Mm-hmm. And when I do, it's sort of like, oh man, I don't get angry. I'm like, yeah. and a lot of times people's learning experience. Yeah. So it's not easy. It's not easy, especially when they're not in their whole, whole separate class, when you have to interact and mix and work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a tough situation and it's also a tough situation where you have one, uh, an advanced student that maybe they get into a class where they're not as strong. Maybe it's a subject matter thing like, for me, like math to English to math, 
you know, sometimes they're their own worst critics, but sometimes they're not. They're blind to things. So, yeah. Uh, what would you prefer if you had a choice? Would you prefer like five hours of AP or five hours of general U.S. history? Be honest. Probably five hours of AP. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's totally. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with no. that. I, in all honesty, for me, I didn't mind general English twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Because normally by that point. All of those kids knew they those kids were going to graduate. Now they may not have gotten an A right, in English right. twelve, but they knew I'm not. I cannot fail English yeah. twelve. I'm graduating in June, so I didn't mind that. And they, and I you know and and I they they knew what they were there for. I knew what they were. And there were ones that earned A's and B's. And there were others that say, "Miss Peter, I got a sixty four. I'm holding a sixty four, and yeah. I'm fine with it. Right. And I'm not gonna. I don't get upset. No, I'm there. You know, twelfth grader. They're self aware. But the, but the problem is like general ten. That's a whole different ball game. They mm-hmm. don't know, <laughs> they don't see that far ahead of them, and they're just sort of like whatever. And that's where we'd get twenty. You didn't have many twenties and thirty percents in general twelve. No, and you know the other thing is, I for me personally, I just like I said, the interaction with the class. There's some class, the general ed class. You have a lot of times. In fact, I just had one uh, where you're trying to do like you're just reaching to get them to talk, and you could just see, you could sense the just a frustration on their end. They could probably sense it from me that I want more from them. And I just have found in general, I, I, I told you this class I have right now that has top-notch students is kind of the exception. But in general, you get more dialogue out of those students. They're more engaged. And there's to me, there's nothing like an engaged class. It's the best part of the day. You know, and I have a few of those right now too. So, and they can take over a lesson plan, totally change it into something that's even yes. better than you had originally planned. Yes. For, and you for just sure. adapted that. That's uh, hey, uh, you just brought it up. I'll just say this for young teachers: if that happens, you can deviate from your lesson yes. plan and, and let the let the there's there's the a class steer the ship. There's plenty of other days on the back end. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, right. that You can alter and stuff. Don't worry. I mean, that that the best learning takes place on those unplanned. Yes. Uh, lesson days. All right. Excellent. Great yeah. topic. Great topic by you. All right. Overrated, underrated. Um, it's the time of the season. Again, we're sticking with the season. Overrated, underrated this year. Holiday decorations, whatever you may be decorating for. I drive around. I mean, people, I mean, you go, I think back to the way it was back when even when I grew up and then even when I got my first house to the stuff that's now. I mean, it's amazing how this country has First of all, they made Halloween into almost like Christmas yeah. with decorating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be, oh, you had to have a tree, maybe a couple of lights up outside. And now it's like you go into Lowe's or Home Depot. Entire section. It's, it was in Menards yesterday. There's an entire section. An entire section that started months ago. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, it's just a, so that brought me up with what, do you, what are your overrated, underrated Halloween decorations? Uh, Halloween. <laughs> Christmas decorations. I'm going back in you time now. Yes, yes. Uh, what are your overrated Christmas holiday decorations. What do you got from that? Me? That's easy. Um, you just mentioned it. It's it's the lights. Uh, to me, it's a keeping up with the Joneses type of thing. Um, so you're saying outdoor lights? Outdoor lights. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't clarify. Yeah, it's it, it. To me, it's just people trying to keep up with everybody else. And so there are some. I'll admit there's some there's some neat light shows. And to be clear, overrated doesn't mean bad, but in general. I think it's a keeping up the Joneses idea that you have to do it because everybody else is doing it. My neighbor has it. I, I need to have it up. So that's my overrated. All right. My overrated, uh, I'm going to go a different round. Then I have a question about yours. So I'm yeah. going to give you mine first. My overrated are blow-up inflatables. Yeah. Blow, I, I, I think there's, again, not bad if you have them, great. I just think there's so many other better things that you could put out. Um, even like the things that are like, so I have like a snowman that's not an inflatable but like a lit-up 
framed thing with lights built into it. Okay. And I sort of like that. Now, in the past, I've had, first of all, inflatables with these winds we had this last weekend. I've heard people on my <laughs> chasing these things down. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of them. I don't, I think it just like, I don't know. It reminds me of like a used car lot or something where stuff is going up. So for me, that's my overrated. Going back to yours with lights, what are your, so I have lights on my shrubs, just my lower stuff. But then I also have like two of these things I stake into the ground that throw up, not lasers, not the straight lasers, but like just images of snowflakes. I like my, those things. You I like, like those things? I do. I you're, do. So you're okay with those? Yeah. So you're like the, the projection system. Yeah, I'm good with the projection stuff because it's a little bit different. I'm sure yeah. that that's going to. Well, it's easy to do. It is. I mean, you don't Absolutely. have to string anything. No, you, you just, just run a cord and, and run the cord. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, in fact, last year, a new life circumstance, and, you know, I was just coming off my injury, so I didn't put anything up. I'm putting something small up here shortly, but it, I'm putting it up because I feel, eh, my kids, and then yeah. I feel like I have to, but I don't, it's, it's, I, I could take it or leave it personally. Okay. Yeah. And you so could your electric bill. Yes, exactly. But, and that's the other thing, too. Like they say these new LED lights are supposed to last forever. They don't. I, they burn out. I, Mr. Georgie and I were talking about this. They, I can't get them fixed. I, I, I just chuck two strands. In the trash before I was putting lights up. Did you there. actually chuck them there? I did. I actually because I actually fr- tried frustration. I actually tried pulling bulbs out of the one to fix the other, and it was not working at all. Supposedly these things last for years. I chucked them all, and then the problem is I don't know. If, so I don't know how familiar with this whole light thing. There's like the yellow white lights, right? Like that have a, like a yellow yeah. hue, mm-hmm. and then there's the cool lights that sort of have like a bluish hue okay. to them. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I have the bluish hue. I like that. I like that look. Now I can't find these anywhere. So now what happens? Am I stuck? You can't. And my oh my hmm. thing about lights. My wife is like these cannot be mix matched. Oh no. Yes, and she's not. I don't want multicolor. What about on the Christmas tree? Can you have multicolor? No. Oh God, she'd lose her mind. Really? My wife is a pure white oh, light no. person. So, man, my I have a bunch of I have like three different colors on the tree. <laughs> oh God, and would, I just kind of throw them. Yeah, out there yeah, yeah. She would. That, that <laughs> she's anti that. So, okay. but that's my thing. I can't find these cool white lights anywhere. If anyone has a lead on them, let let me know. I'd love to know. I have enough for this year. But I'm sure as heck no, some strand is going to burn out, and I'll need more for next yeah. year. So, All right, what is your underrated holiday decoration? That one was easy, too. I, I like gingerbread stuff, so I lo- gingerbread houses. I I like the, the – Do you like the task of making them? No. Oh, you want them just done? I want them just done. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was going to say – No, make it, no, man, I can't. I have a problem buttering my own bread. Yeah. I can't make Cause gingerbread this is houses. Like, that's the equivalent of carving a pumpkin. Yeah, I agree. But they, they're. I think they're cool looking. I love gingerbread. Like, you know – uh, I think it was uh, Bigby had gingerbread cappuccino recently. I, I, gingerbread to me, I, they're so versatile. They, they look good, then you can eat them. So that's my underrated gingerbread houses. But somebody yes. has to do it. Oh yeah, I'm not you don't. That. You're not making no. it because I, th- my wife used to. What a nightmare! Worse than yes, carving. They they're are. actually worse than carving a pumpkin. You're the right. icing does not work as a bonding agent. No, it never works the way you want it to. But the look, they still look cool to me. Even though. It, Imperfect ones are even better than the perfect ones. Oh, yeah. Me. I don't need anything that are like on the no. cooking channel or whatever. Okay, I like that. That is a great underrated one when you think about it. But underrated and then you don't, again, not, uh, I want to clarify, we are not endorsing putting these together. We're no. not doing anything no. like that. All right, my underrated, um, and these came to mind because last year, one of our coworkers that lives nearby, Miss Boucher, has these all in her front yard as opposed to the inflatable. Think back to like the 70s and 80s when everything was that molded plastic. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And everything that's retro and old is sort of coming back. And yeah. that's what she has. I don't know if she, she got them from, like, either her parents or her husband's parents. And it's the old. And it, it looks cool it, looking. It looks goofy. And it's like, it's I like, like it. stuff. I love it. I think that's way better Man. than inflatables. And that is so underrated. And I don't. And I think places are now trying to 
bring them back and sell them with that old look. Yeah. But if you actually have the old stuff, yeah. that it's plastic. It's lasting forever. It, right. It's not – all you have to do is put new bulbs. You know, mm-hmm. It would have that thing, that cord with like one bulb, right? And it would stick and in just, there. Right. And it lights it up and it's like a goofy looking. It is neat light. looking. They, yeah. And, you know, I don't – you know, my parent. I remember my parents having one those. And, you know, and you really – they were never meant to be like staked in the ground or anything because they were like sort of just – and I know – just think, like, if you go watch an old 80s Christmas movie, they're, like, in the Santa displays and everything. But for me, it's those old 80s-style, 70s like and it. 80s plastic. Really good one there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, again, I'm going to give a big shout-out to Trish Boucher and her husband, yeah. Andy. Andy. They yeah. have some of those um, on their in front of their house. And when I told her last year when I drove by, I'm like, man, those are great. Those are, like – and she's like, no, those are, like, they actually they're, – they're not – they didn't buy them this way. They're the ones their families used to have. And, man, I would love to be able to – put some of those up and, you know, whether it be in the house and everything. So that's my underrated. We would love to hear what our listeners think. I can also think of like an old school thing going to my uncle Joel's house. Remember the lights that are on trees that used to bubble, like they'd have bubble. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know they sell those now, but like the original ones, like me going to his house, like in the eighties for Christmas, yeah. those still stand out to me. as like a cool, just the retro. You're right. The retro thing is coming back. Yeah. In so that many is areas. coming back. Yeah. Thankfully something not retro. Remember icicles? Yeah. People used to put on Christmas trees. Yeah. What a disaster. <laughs> Who thought of that? I saw something yesterday at Menards. It was similar. It was a smaller version, but the lights were, they, they look like icicles. So maybe yeah. it is coming But you back. know what I'm talking about? Like you would yes. throw like the, the like silver and it would just be a mess. Yeah. My mom, we used to do it on our real trees all the time. And then that sort of just disappeared. Yeah. That's probably because of the reason oh you're saying. Yeah. Well, what a mess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe they're not good for the environment too or whatever. So. All right. Well, that's our overrated, underrated holiday holiday Christmas decorations. We'd love to hear what you think. That brings us to the hot mic take of the week. What is your hot mic take for us today? So I, I, this was actually going to be last week's, but I thought I, I, what I did last week was pertinent. So I'm bringing up this this week. Um, during the Lions Thanksgiving game, no, actually, that was it came up after we did our show. Maybe that's why. During the Lions Thanksgiving game, they showed this old Lions footage which to me really wasn't that old, and that's what I'm getting to. Uh, it was from the 90s, and it looks like grainy old footage. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. it's just another one of those reminders I get somewhat annually that I'm getting older because I'm watching. I remember like in the 90s, I'd watch a Lions game, and they'd show stuff from the 70s, and it just seemed like it was ancient history, and it just clicked yep. as I'm that's watching the, this. If you look at the time gap. Yeah. It, right, nineties or thirty years ago, and I, I, it, it just, I, I'm curious from the listener, what reminders do you get if you're in our age bracket that you're getting older? That to me, I, that, I, that's definitely because you have, that's pre HD. Yeah, um, you know, it was, you know, we used to back then too. You'd really only have one of them that always. It's fun. You can go on YouTube and watch old NFL games. Yeah, and it, you know, it's funny to look at and see. Uh, you know, now you're if you don't see the score of your team within 30 seconds r- rolling around. Yeah. Like, remember back then they just pop it up once, right? Like within a quarter, wait, yes. and you'd hope, and then oh, the Steelers are up on the Jets, yes. ten to seven, and then and I wouldn't right. know again until the second quarter. <laughs> right. You know, like and then you'd have to turn on NFL primetime at the end of the day. Yes, to, and, to and see any and now like I complain because red zone cuts away early if there's only one game left. You know, yeah. Like, so we're or like you hop on your phone and you know pull up yeah, the game in game app. I did that yesterday because. The Steelers were in a close game with the Falcons, but it wasn't as close as the other games. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as pressing. So they so, couldn't. So they didn't put it up at all. I'm like, I know they're, Atlanta's down three, so I went to the red zone, and yeah. the, the app, the ESPN app, and I see that Fitzpatrick picks off a pass. 
and seals the game, but yeah. Red Zone never showed it until it was already done. So, but yeah, that's a, that that is a good one. Yeah, I wonder what some other things. Definitely sports footage, right? Because you know, pre HD to HD, that right away, just looking at a picture, the the video quality. Yeah, you can see how uh, things have changed. No, and I I get these like I said, it comes annually. The first time it happened to me, the first time was my first year in a classroom when I mentioned the rock band Pearl Jam, and I'd say a third of the students hadn't heard of them, and this is like two thousand three. And so they, they, the fact that they hadn't heard of Pearl Jam was my first reminder. Okay, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit older now. In mid forties, you know, it's a lot different. But watching Barry Sanders footage, man, was he good? Pre HD, yeah. It's like, it's interesting too. Um, we joked around with the holiday. Everything old is coming back. I, I, part of me wish I was really busy yesterday working on stuff. A story that popped up on like Twitter as as I was working was that cassette tapes are making a comeback. And I didn't really? click and read the story, and I'm like, I get vinyl. Yeah, I get it. Right. I don't see why anyone would want a cassette tape. They're not user friendly. They're not user friendly. You have they they don't sound that great. Right. I don't. I don't know. I, I think it's probably just this thing that people are like are cleaning out their closet. Maybe this next generation is like, oh, what are these? You yeah. Know? And like they're easy to ruin. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And they're like, there's, I don't know. They're, to me. I get the vinyl. I get CDs even. Mm-hmm. I understand CDs because, okay, it's digital. Yeah. You can skip right to a track anywhere yeah. and listen. But cassette tapes. Right, I you mean, have to I, fast I, forward. You know, some, and hopefully you play at the right spot. Too. I remember some fancy cassette tape players. I, I had one somewhere. Like you, you'd hit a button. You could hit fast forward, and it could sense – when yeah, it would stop. At it the, would stop at the yes. next track. Yes, I don't. I guess maybe that's what. So let me just let me throw this in here. When I think of cassette tapes, my first thought. I, I know what my first cassette tape was, Def Leppard, but I think of making one of those mixed ones where I did, and I just I always come back. I had song one, Bobby Brown, Every Little Step. Song two, Bobby Brown, Ghostbusters two theme sound to the soundtrack. Those, like it. Every time I hear a cassette tape, I, it comes you, to my you know, mind. I can remember a cassette tape perfectly that I owned because you'll, you'll love Vanilla Ice <laughs> standing there like he's like standing on the cassette. Yeah, he's it's black and he's yes, got the pants. Got and, the uh, yes, yeah. he's kind of looking down. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like it's just him on a black background. With yeah, yeah I remember that was another cassette that I owned. Yeah. Vanilla, I did own it's it. Shocking. So. <laughs> um, my hot mic take is going to tie into our overrated underrated discussion. This last week on uh, Downriver and Friends, one of my favorite uh, sites on the internet, um, I, I, I could. I, there's a lot of reasons I'd want to leave Facebook. Downriver and Friends is not that reason. Keeping you there. There was a day last week. Now, for those of you that are not from the Downriver area, um, our listeners that are worldwide, maybe are in Pakistan or Andres, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Downriver has some very bad freight trains that hold up traffic all over. Van Horn is probably so the I've most heard. famous. Freeland Road has gotten a little better over the years. I think there's less traffic over there, but you get caught by some of these trains. You're, it, it ruins your day. Yeah, um, and they're not passenger trains. When I lived in Illinois, it was always passenger trains, so it would be like thirty seconds. Here, it's it, it can literally mess up a meal. Like if I'm coming down mm-hmm. from Woodhaven yeah. with carryout. Um, so last week there was a holiday train coming from Canada. You know what a holiday train is? No. Holiday train is another one of these freight trains that's decorated with Christmas lights. Okay, and again, I posted on Downriver and Friends. Every question was about this holiday train. Where is it? Where can I see it? When is it coming? Where can I park to see it? All afternoon, and so I made a comment on my Facebook page. <laughs> Three hundred sixty-four days a year, Downriver hates trains. One day a year, Downriver in love with trains and fighting people for parking spots at trains. Uh, I then decide I'm going to troll these people on Downriver and Friends, which I tend to do sometimes friendly, 
friendly banter, maybe not trolling, maybe trolling. It's trolling. This person asks, hey, any update on the train or where it's at? And so I comment, I just saw a beauty at Van Horn. <laughs> Obviously, trolling, I, that's flat out trolling. Uh, a random lady comments on my post and says, I, I, I don't think that the right one or something. I can, oh, don't be me. <laughs> okay, go uh, on. Something along the lines of I was in the wrong place. Your hot I, I was at the wrong place. And I didn't reply to that one. The person whose comment that I replied to obviously knew I was joking a little bit and replied to the laughing out loud. I don't want to get somebody down. Long story short, from my sources, this train did not roll through Downriver till about midnight. Oh, no. People were lined up at Thunder Bowl Lanes and isn't that in Allen Park? <laughs> Rocco, Georgia, Georgie's hometown. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine standing outside? waiting for hours. I'm trying to think back to when my kids were of the age that may even have been interested in this. I I may have killed somebody back if I had to wait that long yeah. on a train that zooms by with Christmas lights yeah. on. Yeah. I, I I don't Doesn't get it. Does it do it for you? I wouldn't know, I, I I know there were some people on my friends list that went to it and if that's your somebody said, "Well, you don't have the holiday spirit." I have the holiday spirit. Zoo lights. I to- talked about it last year. That's on my schedule. Yeah. I picked the time to go. The light. I'm not sitting in the zoo for three hours. Hey, when are you going to turn these on? Oh, don't worry. There's a little holdup at customs. No, that's and that's what happened. <laughs> I, I I love these custom guys that held up this train. I want to know if the, there's probably someone like me yes, working over the right, border I'm patrol sure. and probably went, hey, hey, all these doofuses and down river are waiting on this train. Hey, we got to hold this up and check all that's your freight. Like, Could you imagine? They're probably all on Facebook. Oh, just waiting they, for they were. They in like midnight. Midnight. This thing rolls through various parts of town. I, there are plenty of great things to see in the holiday spirit. We talked about the zoo lights. Greenfield Village does a great job. Mm-hmm. I've been to that. Again, it's on your turn. I think, I don't know, maybe it, people. This wasn't one of them. Maybe people will tell me it's free and that's why, but it's, you know what else is free? The houses, the people yeah. do, do these houses, right. they do an outstanding job. There's a couple here in Rockwood. Yeah. You can just get in your car. Hey, gas is. Coming, hey, gas price thanks, is Uncle down, Joe. Yeah. Gas is under $3. <laughs> you can go drive around now. It's not like it was when it was four fifty. There are some beautiful houses on your schedule. Get a hot chocolate and yeah. drive. the holiday train to me. I don't get it. I apologize for all you train lovers. I don't get it. I can't be on someone else's schedule, especially for something that I think there's better decorations out okay. there. So. All right. My apologies to the person that really thought I was at Van Horn, that really thought that's where I was sitting that out was, waiting. That was funny. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, it's... Big hey, successful weekend. Yeah, Lions win mm-hmm. convincingly. Convincingly, convincingly. Not even a game. The, our Michigan Wolverines, big win. They are the number. They are the number, uh, number two, two seed. Um, should probably they are favored. Probably going to be in double digit favorites. Better draw than the number one seed. Yep. Um, I think I agreed with somebody on the radio that says I think TCU is getting sort of a lot of hate just because of the name of the school they are. If you yeah. looked at, they said if that was Texas, not Texas Christian, right. If that was Texas' record, but it's the same conference, it's the yeah. same wins. Like people are, I, I am, I'm not taking anything. I, I, I do think it's going to be a tough game, but I would rather play them than Ohio oh, State. Oh yeah, I'd rather, and obviously you'd rather play them than Georgia. Um, yeah. So, but congratulations uh, to the Wolverines. Congratulations um, to the Lions. The Steelers also win. You can go play with the NFL playoff predictor machine on ESPN. So I did it. I can you can get the Lions and Steelers into the playoffs. They need a lot of good things. Basically, both of these teams they have to hit a perfect tee shot and have other things. They're almost to the point where they almost need other things to happen too. So Lions 
have to they they have to win out then is that kind yeah of, well, the, the problem is because of tiebreakers with both of those teams they almost have to but they do I mean they win a tie although both teams tied yesterday uh, they win the tiebreaker with the Giants head to head first the yeah Washington uh, Commanders but and now the schedule is pretty easy the Lions tie, have a better chance than the Steelers so. the problem is for the Lions their toughest game is this weekend. Yeah, Minnesota, and they played them well. They did, you know. But again, it was a loss. We're not gonna... Clock mismanagement. So we'll see. But but what a weekend! And then, uh, and he, so right now, you're, you. I texted you yesterday. I told you I have to put you on the spot. Paycheck on the line. If you had to pick today, will they, will will the Lions be in the playoffs? I'm, the Steelers are not going to be in the playoffs. No. I think they're too far back. Lions, what's your thought? No, no. I think that NFC East is too. Too deep, I, although. even though they have the tiebreakers of them, and then Dallas and Philly both look really good. Dallas, my goodness, uh, I don't think all four of them are going to make it like some people have visions of. But I just think that, although you know, you had San Francisco, yeah, broken quarterback. For, right? I mean, certain things could line up. Things could happen. This there. game is really big. If they, I, I'll say this: if they don't beat Minnesota, I don't think they get in. That Seattle loss, you know, we talked about the Minnesota. They should have won that game. Should have beat Buffalo, but. That Seattle loss, that's that's a team they're probably going to be competing with for that spot. That's one that that's going to really hurt them. So, I, and man, like I said, that tie yesterday really kind of threw things off because the Lions would have had a tiebreaker with both those teams. Now it's kind of kind of goes without saying, but it, it doesn't help them very much. Well, that's going to be it for. And again, I want to wrap this up by saying we've now we did the calendar oh, year. Yeah, we now have Woo-hoo. one year's worth of material. Happy anniversary! Fifty-two full weeks. It's uh, we're very proud of that. We never. Who would have thought we would have made it this far? Especially with doing stuff over the oh, summer. Oh, and our statistics. Like I. Oh, that was the other thing. Spotify. Talk about that. I, yeah, yes. I forgot about Man. that. I didn't. I didn't use the correct term. But Spotify wrapped is the correct term. Uh-huh. I, I botched that. That was another mistake. Good thing we don't have one of those signs, no mistakes for uh, yeah. how many days. So it was Spotify wrapped. But that's where we got some of our data. I didn't, did you pull up some of the data? I did. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. like top, We are in the top percentile of education Edu- content. Top 90 percentile, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Worldwide. And then, and then we are in the top 65 of, of our show being shared on social media via yeah. links. And that can't be just me and you. Tweeting stuff. I mean, we, the Ren Dog we got to give credit to. He always usually puts up. We're like Pitbull, like Mr. Worldwide here. I, we are. We have six, six different countries of listeners. Yes. Can we run through those real quick? Yeah, go ahead. List them. You, you saw those. United States. Yes. Canada. Okay. Who is listening in Canada, I wonder? Um, Marissa Simone? Uh, um, Nick Gagne? Is he okay. Canada boy? Oh, is no, he? I think he's in Chicago, but Rennie just calls him Canada boy. Okay. Marissa Simone, maybe on a trip. Okay. Maybe somebody that floated too far out from uh, um, JP's water. <laughs> yeah, there front. you go. Honduras. Oh, excellent. I, I'm baffled on that one. India, which oh. to me probably means Pakistan because okay. that's the hottie was listening. All right. Uh, or maybe uh, the Patel family on one of their It trips. could be. Okay. And um, Mexico. United, United Kingdom. Oh, United Kingdom. Hammer time. Hammer time. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if I should have listened to that episode when I went to Mexico. Cancun. Oh, we would have had, I would have had one more country. I <laughs> Anyone going to uh, Mexico, just, just, just listen for in. a few yes. minutes this year. So. Although I usually listen, I, like, I don't know how that works, if me listening on Apple works. So, But we appreciate all the listeners. The, the Spotify wrapped was really cool. It was really, to me, the, the, the creation, the content creation um, being in the top percentile on the education topic. I know some people say, oh, well, you aren't all education. But let's face it, if we did 30, 40 minutes on education every week, no. We would not have the listeners. Have no listeners. offense. No offense to those in the education sector. Um, no, your your son kindly pointed out today the only good part 
spot uh, part of the show is the overrated, underrated. Well, it's not into the education topic. And again, you can skip along just like a cassette. All right, that's everything. Have a great week. We'll see you back next week for episode 53. All right.